Okay, check, baby, check, baby, one, two, how's this sound? Check, baby, check, it was all the way turned down, I don't know why, so let's see how this goes. All right, I think that's good enough. Um, welcome back, y'all, welcome back. I really appreciate, I think there's only one person or one download consistent from each week, and um, if there's a couple more out there, I do really appreciate y'all coming back. Another Saturday night. Yeah, I'm on a Saturday night kick, going off, right, moving from the Friday night to throughout earlier in the fall, but then this last maybe four weeks I've been on Saturday night, so uh, might get a little interference in the background from the, the bumping in the French Quarter, 8:40 p.m. and uh, kind of busy weekend down here. They had the Carrier Bowl tonight. The U versus ULL, Lafayette, Raging Cajuns, and Jacksonville State. I think they're the Gamecocks at Jacksonville State in Florida. And uh, and then tomorrow for the NFL, we got the, the Giants, who have the famous uh, Tommy Cutlets, the Italian uh, stallion Tommy DeVito, the quarterback from New Jersey and his big Italian family in the stands with his agent with the, with the hat. They look like the Sopranos family. It's causing, every time I like one of the videos, it's causing my TikTok or my Instagram uh, algorithm to keep showing me stuff from uh, the Sopranos. But And uh, I don't even know which one, which episode I'm going to, uh, which chapter I'm going to play uh, tonight. I haven't even given it much thought. I can't even remember which one I'm at, actually. Let's see. Let me pull up the Buzzsprout on my computer. Um, okay, Buzzsprout is a refreshing. Yeah, so not a whole else is going on. It's December the 16th, so... <coughs> you know, a couple... Nine, ten days before Christmas, nine days, whatever. Yeah, we had one download on Buzzsprout for the 13th podcast on the 9th. So today, on the 16th, we will do the fourth podcast. And then, uh, and uh, that's not bad, actually. A 14 podcast uh, from never having done any podcasts. Still don't have any guests. Uh Maybe I'll get lucky and get somebody famous one day. Uh, I wouldn't even know how to set up other than figuring out a way to get him another microphone. But oh. All right, anyways, uh, what else is going on? I don't think anything significant is happening. Um, it's been raining all day long. There is a big rainstorm that's hitting the East Coast this weekend. So that might be something significant that happens. Uh, later on, this big storm is uh, hitting Florida. and then it's, It must be hitting us right now, too. But I think it's worse in the East Coast. So I wish them the best. And I hope everything works out well. And no one is seriously hurt. Nothing seriously damaged. Alright, so anyways, uh, I'm kicking back here. I'm going to set four minutes of blabbering, and I will cut it off to jump to uh, one of the chapters, and I think I've done all the poems, so I might just start doing them over and over again. Who knows? Yeah.
Thanks again. I hope you've been well. Peace. Chapter 7 Raw Irish Ink But I got to stop wishing I got to go fishing down to rock bottom again. Jimmy Buffett Within moments of sitting down and ordering a Diet Coke for the last time in my life, she says, You'll never have a healthy load of cum if you keep drinking that crap. I giggled. The bartender cracked me up laughing and offering me an iced tea. Great way to start the night. I miss the South Summerlin Buffalo Wild Wings on Hualapai, especially during the grave shift. I liked ordering the Buffalo Ranch chicken wrap while playing a few bucks on double-double bonus poker. She was very casual, sexy black yoga pants, and a Red Sox hoodie. I could believe she was early and waiting for me around 10 p.m. I was relieved that I didn't need to wonder about being stood up and thanked her for being different in a cool way. Most of the crowd had thinned out after the night game ended, but we both knew the place would fill up with industry staff soon. She was sipping vodka and Red Bull and smelled like the fragrance section in a Victoria's Secret. We jokingly sized each other up the first few moments. I'm sure I blushed, and she did too. She had a thick Boston accent, like you'd hear in a Matt Damon movie. I love girls with tattoos, and I don't know why. The patterns or placement don't matter. She had two sleeves and both legs covered. I couldn't wait to get her naked and see the rest. So damn sexy. Her boobs were perky and her nipples were pierced. I wanted to suck on them for weeks. She was born on the East Coast, and after her parents split, she was raised by her dad in Vegas. After high school, she focused on becoming a physical therapy assistant, or PTA, but was bored with it all. She worked for several clinics in town and had enough connections to make her own schedule. If it weren't for the flexibility, she would have already moved back East to live with her grandma. Her birthday was the same day as a previous girlfriend, and once I made that connection, I couldn't stop assuming a correlation between personality traits linked to zodiac signs. She was bummed that night, and told me about the challenges she was having with her younger sister. Might have been too deep of a topic for the first date, but Vegas works this way. Her sister couldn't stop drinking and driving and going to jail. Her story is common in that town, and will continue to repeat itself forever. The sister was a cocktail server at a Red Rock casino, made great money working half shifts, but would blow it all on gambling and drinking. She was scared for her, but couldn't stand living in the same town and dealing with all the drama she caused. They brought her sister to rehab, kicking and screaming in the back seat, always the center of attention. She finally relented for a month-long stay and made it through the program sober. Three days after getting out, she relapsed with another DUI, so she spent a week in jail. We hit it off quick, because by then I'd had five years without a drink and understood parts of what she was going through. Drunks won't stop until they hit rock bottom, and no one wants to be around when that happens. Vegas is a lonely town, and interventions should happen way more than they do. Locals joke about the parking lots of the 24-hour AA meeting near the airport being the best place to buy drugs. It's a self-inflicted, brutal place to live if you're addicted to anything. The town is built with cash from the vices it ignores. It'd be a wonderful business if one could get paid to help others quit drugs, booze, or gambling, but there's way more money in keeping them hooked. Her dad was a bellman at Caesars and had been there for 20 years, since before I moved there, making him a Vegas OG. She loved him, and it was obvious how her face lit up when she talked about him. He'd be the only part of Vegas she'd miss. 
She'd miss her only girlfriend, too. They'd started a podcast together, and that's where she was going after meeting me. They were discussing the local music scene, which could have been total BS or very real. I'll never know. She just turned 25 and was tired of meeting flaky people on regular dating apps and tried this one out of curiosity. She was blunt and cool about why she got on the site, and I believe the story slightly more than the Midnight Podcast. Her last boyfriend was broke, and she paid for everything, but then he cheated on her and wouldn't admit it. She was tired of flakes and said, fuck it, I'll try to get a purse or bag from the next guy I start fucking. Made sense to me. I liked her honesty, and she liked my accent, so we agreed to hang out again sometime. When we got up to leave, I noticed her ass was huge, and I wondered if she had injections, and couldn't wait to slide myself between her cheeks. Also made a mental note to not forget the Nizagara, since I might not be long enough to make it past her buns. Okay, okay, I, I remember this one. This, uh, this is probably one of the dirtier ones. It's more adult, for sure. Maybe I should go back and put that in the beginning, but I do label that, that this is an adult, you know, podcast. Um, look, this young lady, I still keep in touch with her. Um, still keep in touch with her. Although she has not replied to my last text to say hi, I just haven't tried to reply to follow up. Uh, she randomly texted me probably in October or so, so a couple of months ago. And uh, I'm very lucky, even though I've got my own, you know, it's still a very lucky situation. I'm very lucky to you know keep in touch with some of them. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's probably why I waited so long, because this one... <sighs> Excuse me, this one, this one is a little adult. You know, dirty is one way to look at it. Adult's one way to look at it, whatever. Uh, and and when I when I do think about going back and kind of editing, re-editing, or, you know, like rewriting some of the stuff for making a second edition, this is one of the chapters I'd clean up. I'd clean up the girl. I'd clean up the one that knuckles deep, and I'd clean up this one. And I'd clean them all up but I would probably clean them up a good bit. Um, <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, Saturday night in Vegas. Hope y'all enjoy this one uh, some more. And like I said, thank you for listening. Thanks for coming back. Peace. She liked smoking weed and hanging out on my couch, but only when she didn't have to work the next morning. Over the next few weeks, the flirting over the phone got hotter and hotter. It started off with cute snaps using different filters, like the one that made her look like a panda bear. The initial tease was playful, but I didn't reply with dick pics, so maybe she felt the need to escalate. By the time I was waking up to videos of her pulling beads out of her butt, I was ready to part ways. She came over one night, and I got to see her bare bottom up close in my kitchen. My hands couldn't grab it all at once. Both her hips were covered in tattoos. One was a green goddess with long flowing hair and circled around her pussy, and I can't remember the other. She started blowing me on the couch, but I wanted to go upstairs and away from my puppies. When we stood up, she grabbed my dick like a wagon handle to lead me upstairs. We finished undressing and started to 69 as soon as we got comfortable. I couldn't help it and came in her mouth very fast. It surprised both of us because I already mentioned jerking off once that day. 
Quitting the Diet Coke made a difference, and she kept sucking on me after I came while my full attention was on licking her clit. When she straightened out her legs and squeezed my face, filling my mouth, I knew it was my turn to get on top. I had eaten a whole nice agara while waiting for her to come over so I was able to recover quicker than normal. I grabbed a condom from my nightstand, and since I wasn't quite hard enough, I asked if I could use the THC lube I picked up at the dispensary to eat it some more. She said, of course, so I pinched the eyedropper and coated her lips. I got the strawberry daiquiri flavor, and it was delicious, so I had fun licking her until my tongue was numb. I wanted to get a little more of a buzz, so I dropped some more lube and kept eating her until she exploded in my mouth again. I spit most of it back on her, and the sheets were soaked, smelling like Mardi Gras. As I predicted, I tried turning her over to straddle her bottom, but either I wasn't hard enough, or my dick wasn't long enough to make it past her thick butt cheeks. I asked her to turn over again, and I got on top, kissing her and making eye contact, while I throbbed inside her. The harder I pounded her, the more I could feel her splashing down my legs. She was whispering in my ear, and teasing me by asking to fill her up, and I was genuinely enjoying being inside of her. I like the talking during sex. The back and forth adds a level of unique intimacy to each relationship. Hers was a combination of telling me to fill up her little pussy, and asking if I wanted to fuck her raw. I ignored her at first, and went back to making out because of course I wanted to, but we hadn't talked about it, and I wanted to last longer. She moaned my name, begging me to fuck her raw again, and I couldn't hold it anymore. I pulled out, and she yanked off the condom, stuffing me in her mouth. She swallowed every drop, and kept me in her mouth while looking me in the eye. She liked the way I tasted, and I thanked her again for making me quit the Diet Cokes. I asked if she wanted to smoke a joint on the balcony, and she did, but wanted to roll a blunt, and she brought backwoods. We sat on my balcony, smoked, and laughed, and got to know each other a little better. Then we ran out of things to talk about, and stared at each other hard enough to start a third round. We talked about having been tested, and agreed going raw was cool, and now I was able to straddle her from behind. I slid inside her deep enough to make her voice change, and I don't think she was acting. Then she said both phrases that make me come on demand like Pavlov's dogs. She said my name while begging me not to stop and repeatedly asking me by name to keep going. I was starting to sweat, pounding her deeper and harder. She brought the athlete out in me. We got up to take a shower, and I could see her cheeks were flushed. I could hardly catch my breath or keep balance. She tried stroking me some more to do it again, but my legs were shaking and my dick was sensitive. She slept over that night, and I enjoyed cuddling with her, sliding my cock in between her warm butt cheeks. I couldn't help waking her up in the middle of the night to do it again. I woke up before she did, and left to pick up some coffees. Paris had already moved on by now, but I always got funny smiles and laughs from her coworkers when I'd come in early to order two coffees. When I got home, she was awake and playing with herself, waving the coffee off and grabbing my dick. She blew me for a few minutes until I was throbbing and ready to get inside. By then we'd done it five or six times, and I was getting comfortable with her body. It felt more natural for me to jump on top and pound her as long as I could. I pulled out again and came all over her stomach. She didn't wait for me to bring her towel. She jumped up to turn on the shower. While washing off, 
I could tell she was in a giddy mood, and she blurted out that if I liked fucking her and wanted to keep doing it, I needed to buy her a purse. I thought it was cute AF, the way she asked in the shower and agreed. When we got out of the shower, she texted me the link, and I ordered it with the fastest shipping. Before the purse arrived, I got a bad case of gonorrhea and was almost certain it was from her. I called her to tell her and suggested she get tested too. She did and was negative, but it was obviously a damper on a budding romance. After the purse arrived, I think we only had sex one more time. The thrill was fading. And then the beads in the butt videos came more often. Sometimes she'd send them first thing in the morning, and I honestly didn't know how to reply other than, Wow, you so damn sexy. I don't think my responses matched her enthusiasm, nor do I know if I was the only recipient of her videos. I'm not sure why we lost touch, other than the doctor's visits and meeting other people. Another one I should have stayed with instead of chasing so many others. Little did I know, the young lady who wanted it raw would be the only one interested in anything permanent with me. She has asked me several times, and I think this is cool as hell, serious or not. It might be the most special thing that exists in my life if I'd give her a child one day.